Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your own camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 105. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner, or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful, and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, how are you? So I am recording this a little bit late in the day because I've had such a busy week. 
Some weeks are like that, aren't they? Some weeks you feel like you can take on the world, you can manage everything and you are on fire. And other weeks, not so much. And unfortunately, this week I've had a not so much week. But anyway, it's Thursday when I'm recording this. So only another day before the weekend, which will be lovely because it's nice to get a bit of rest and I've got some friends coming around for dinner. And you know what? Before I had my own business, I used to love a dinner party. I love cooking, mainly because I love eating. But I used to love entertaining. I like doing the table. If you've seen my Instagram and my Christmas table, uh, you might get an idea of the type of thing I like doing. And then I just really enjoy cooking and hosting and getting nice wine and nice food and all the yummy bits. So, yeah, we've got some friends coming around and I am really looking forward to doing it. It is funny, though, ever since having the business, I haven't done it anywhere near like I used to. And now I also find myself getting a wee bit stressed about making sure everything's perfect and right and rather than enjoying the process. But anyway, this weekend, that's what I'm going to do. And hopefully it's going to be a fairly chilled affair. Okay, before I get on today's podcast episode, which, by the way, is going to be all about when you lose a customer or you end a client relationship and how you can pull some really good positives out of that. And we're going to look at mindset-y things and a few different bits and bobs, but a great way to turn that what is seemingly potentially a negative situation into a really good positive one. So we're going to be talking about that. However, I want to tell you something super, super cool before we do that. I am doing my first ever challenge. Now, I've never done a challenge before. I'm very excited about this. I am very excited to see how it works, how you interact with it, if you like it, if you don't like it, what results you get from it. But this challenge is all around how to start and build your email list. So this is for anybody who has sat there thinking, that's been on my list for too long and I need to do it and I know I need to do it but I just haven't had chance or I can't think of where to start or I don't even know how to build an email list. Or if you're sat there thinking well I have started a list and I'm trying to build my email list but it's a little bit like tumbleweed and I'm getting nowhere with it. Then this challenge is also going to be perfect for you because we're talking about how to build it and how to get to a point where Every day you are being notified of another perfect potential customer coming into your email list. So that's what I want to do the challenge around. It's going to be five days. It's going to be really, really value packed. If you, well, if you listen to my podcast, which you obviously do, you know, I love to give you the good stuff. I don't hold back. I make sure that I cram it full of the good tips and tools and techniques. So over the five days, we're going to be learning things like how to get started, what systems are out there and when you should use what type of system because that is a big question I get asked all the time because obviously there are different email systems which you can store emails in and I use Kajabi and I've used Infusionsoft but they're very expensive so you don't start there and then at what point do you do you decide actually now I need to move to that? So we're going to look at that. We're going to look at things like lead magnets. We're going to look at giving people an opportunity to sign up and then we're going to look at How do you actually get them on the list? So once you've got a lead magnet, how do you get people to actually enter the lead magnet? And then what do you do with them while they're on the list? So five days, each day there's going to be a video. We're going to have Facebook Live so I can answer all your questions. We're going to be in a private Facebook group so we can all work through this challenge together. And the idea is by the end of the five days, you are going to know exactly what you need to be doing to be getting on and building that email list. 
So I'm really, really excited about it. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes. Really interested. I, I, I try and view every marketing thing, every strategy as let's see how interesting this might be. So I don't ever really hold much judgment on success or failure or how many I'm expecting to get or how many people might enter. It's mainly, okay, this is going to be fascinating. Let's see how it goes. So that's that. Uh, and I'm really excited. So if you want to join, that would be helpful, Teresa. Maybe tell you the uh, address. So go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash five days. And I haven't got a date for it to start, but by the time this episode comes out, there will be a date. So go to that page on my site, sign up, get into that group and join me for this awesome challenge that we're going to do. I am very excited to see you in there. Okay, let's talk about today's episode. And I'm going to tell you why I was inspired to do today's episode. It's for a few different reasons. You know, because you know I'm a little bit woo-woo and I quite like the woo-woo stuff. It's like the universe has been going, you need to talk about this, you need to talk about this, you need to talk about this. Because I've had so many different things happen that have made me have to answer questions around this or think about this. So firstly, there's been a few people in my academy that have recently lost some clients for whatever reason or a customer that was buying a product is no longer buying a product and they've been asking some questions about how they manage that and what they're going to do. But also, interestingly enough, I have just lost my second ever client, as in they were my second client that I got when I started the business six years ago. So my first client that I got when I started the business still works with us and we still manage their social media for them and they still support me and I support them and I love them dearly. And my second client that came on has just come to the point where it's ended. And bearing in mind, we've been doing this like five years now. I've worked with this client and it's really a little bit emotional actually because Obviously, I know these people, I know their businesses, I've worked with them for a long time, but let me explain to you what happens. So in your business, you start off with an intention of how something might look and we're really fluid. Things change and move and they get different and that's exactly what happened to me and you you probably know my story about I started off consultancy, I started off being someone's social, not social media manager, someone's marketing manager and basically would go in there and help them market their business. So if they couldn't afford a full-time marketing manager at a good level, they would pay me to go in for a day a week or so many hours a month or whatever it was. So that's what this client did. And I work with them. They're an estate agent. They're local to where I live. And I work with them for years in that in that scenario. And basically, a couple of years back, when things started to change in my business, so when I started doing the podcast, when I started speaking more, it was getting more and more challenging, both for me and them, because I wasn't around. I wasn't as available as I had been because I had changed up what I did. So no longer was I sat in my office or no longer was I local to where they were. I was all over the place. And, you know, there was a few comments where they were a bit like, oh, you know, you're hardly in the country. And and I was really, really apologetic, but I was still trying to manage their things. And the other interesting thing was I was doing the work, not my team. I never, ever handed them over. And it almost got to the point where I never could hand them over because they were so entrenched in me and I I knew them so well that it was going to be impossible to hand them over. And 
because I am the type of person I am, I never increase their prices. Now, I know some of you are going to be sat there going, you did what? I know, I know, it was crazy. But I had this very moral, I'm not saying it's not moral if you up your prices, obviously, but I had this thing where if I hadn't have had them as my second client, and they were very good to me in those days, they referred me a lot, they paid me straight away. And I was a single mum with a child to feed and they didn't, you know, delay on my invoices. They paid them immediately. They paid me well. And therefore I felt like I I owed them something. And I still, you know, I, I don't regret that decision at all. So anyway, I, I never upped their prices. So again, it wasn't even economical for me to pass them on to one of the team because I wouldn't have made enough to make it worth its while. Anyway, so I kept working with them and I had a meeting with them a few months back, probably six months back now and said, listen, I don't know if this is working. I love you dearly. I love working with you. But in all honesty, I'm not around and I'm not offering the things that I normally offer or I I don't offer this service anymore. This isn't a thing. And I don't want to let you down. I don't want you to be in a position where you email me and go, Teresa, we need a decision on this tomorrow, or we need something today. And I can't do it. And I hate letting people down. I I really dislike that. You know, I, I want to be really good at what I do. So anyway, I had this conversation and they, we carried on for a bit longer and they basically emailed me the other day saying, can we have a call? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I got on the phone and bless this client. He was he was really nervous. And he said, I, I've been worrying, about, worrying sick about this and having this conversation and said very similar to what I'd kind of said, you know, we love working with you, but we don't think you're right for us anymore. You know, we've seen your success and we are over the moon with it and very proud, but we can't get what we need. And he was really concerned that I was going to be cross or angry or upset. And I wasn't. I was relieved. I was so pleased that they had found an alternative and that it kind of got me off the hook as well as giving them the service they needed. And I was absolutely, no, you should totally go with someone else. That's totally understandable. And I just want you to have a really good service and I want your business to thrive. And it can't do that with me in the situation I am now in. So therefore I handed them over and and it was that whole process that made me think about some of the ways in which you can do this in a really nice way. Now, granted, this has finished very lovely, but I also have a uh, a story of a client that I sacked. So, and that wasn't as nice as this, obviously, as you can imagine. But again, it was kind of the same thing. It was actually a real personality thing there. I felt very anxious every time I saw an email come in. I felt like there was big communication breakdown. And although I felt we were doing above and beyond what we had agreed and what I was being paid for, or what the team were being paid for, it wasn't enough. And therefore, even though it was my biggest contract at that point, and they put in the most money into my business, I made the decision to fire them. And it wasn't an easy decision. And yet it went okay. They weren't happy with me. However, even through that not nice period, there were still things that I could do to make it not as bad as it could have been. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about what if you lose a client? What if you lose a customer? What if you have to get rid of a client or customer? And how are you going to deal with this and make the best possible situation out of it? Because it's inevitable. Don't, you know, to to even think that I've had two of my very first clients for literally six years is kind of crazy. But 
it's inevitable that people are going to move on. People are going to change. You're going to come to an end of a, a project or whatever. And therefore you're going to lose that customer or that client. And what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to make that situation as good as it can possibly be? So let's start with the nice ones. You know, if it's a really nice, amicable thing, then let's do some nice things to be thankful to them. So really appreciate the fact that actually they may not want to work with you more and there is that panic. So we'll worry about that in a minute. But they, you know, if I went and looked at what this client's paid me over those years, that would be a lot of money. And I've got to be so thankful for that. So I think the first thing is, is in how you deal with it. So if someone comes to you and says, I'm afraid this isn't going to work. If it's completely out of the blue, because normally if things aren't quite going as you would like, then, or aren't sort of ticking along nicely, then you're normally aware that something's about to come up. However, if it's come completely out of the blue, the very first thing I would do is obviously jump on it and respond immediately. So the minute they said, we need to talk to you, I was like, this is when I can speak to you. And I gave them my next available slot. So sometimes we might want to hide from this because we might want to think, I don't want to have that conversation. But I really urge you to just get on it, face it immediately. Because the longer you sit on it, the more you're going to think in your head, oh, that's why. Oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's because of this. Oh, I've done this. They've done this. I'm really angry at them, actually. Well, I'm glad it's ending. I'm And whatever the stories are, you'll be telling yourself in your head, it's actually just so much more easier to go, I don't know why they want to leave. Let's just contact them and speak to them. So obviously you're going to get on the phone because that's going to be the best and easiest way to do it or Zoom call or something where it's more face-to-face. -face. You don't really want to be doing this over email. And then you want to be saying to them, why? That's the first thing. I am so sorry to hear this. And can I ask why this is the case? So what is it that's made you come to this decision? And then obviously you're going to get their response. And it might be numerous reasons. I can't sit here and go through them all, but I guess the most popular ones are I can't afford you or I can't afford it if it's a product or something was wrong. And obviously I want you to view that something wrong as a really good opportunity here. So I want you to be, put your emotions to one side, put your feelings to one side, which is hard because when it's your business, geez, does that hurt? But Put all that to one side and ask them, okay, can you tell me about it? What is it that the problem was? Why did they make that decision to leave you? And I want you to be curious. I want you to see this as an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to develop. And even if the learning from it is, actually, they're not the client for me and they didn't understand the service and that's why it wasn't right, I would still try and look is there anything we can change? Did we not communicate properly that this is how we work? So even if the fault isn't down to you, you still want to be thinking, what can I do? So that's your first thing. Look at why they're leaving and try and kind of get as much information around that as possible. Then once they've kind of said, yes, this is it, this is what's happening. For me, I want to be as helpful as possible. I am very much one of these people that wants to set up the situation for success. So every time someone works with me, every time we have a client that has worked with me over the years, 
it's very much a case of these things are yours. This is your advertising. This is your images. I am storing them here and I'm using them, but basically everything I own belongs to you and you can have it all at any point. And I want you to be as self-sufficient if I wasn't around. Now, obviously this is going to differ for some of you that are selling a product, but the point for me in a service is if you decide you don't want to work with me anymore, then I want you to be able to still do as good a job without me and feel happy with obviously what we did. So, so for me, the next thing I do is I talk about that handover and how the relationship's going to end. And I would try and understand who will be taking over the stuff next. So if they've got someone else coming in, which this company did, I immediately said, what can I do to help that new person? Because I've just sat and worked with this company for five years, six years almost. I know a lot about them. I've done a lot of stuff and I have a huge amount of assets for them. Obviously, I have every ad we've ever done. I have all the images and the text and the brochures and the just so much stuff. I have all their branding and all their anything like that, their fonts. So I immediately said, what can I do? So I offered to hand over everything I own, obviously, because it belongs to them. It's their stuff. Even if I've created it, it's theirs. So I've arranged a way that I can obviously Dropbox the whole file over to them. I have also spoken to them about, can I get together with this person that's taking over and maybe give them a call? If I had time in person, then I would go meet them in person. But it will probably be a Zoom call or a phone call where I'll just answer any questions. I'll chat about how that's been and what's happened. Obviously, I'm ending on a very good note, so I don't have any bad word to say about them. But even if you're not ending on the best note, really, it's not, I guess, your place at that point to say anything. So I think it's about being really kind of, if you can't be overly happy and pleased, then at least you can just be kind of neutral. So I tell them, you know, this is what we've done. This is how we work. This is what worked well, didn't work well. And I try and give them as much of a handover as possible when it comes to that. The other thing, if you are dealing in social media, if you're, and I know lots of people who are listening to this are social media managers or marketing managers, if you have anything like that where you have access to stuff, I agree, I would agree with them a date where you come off everything. And I would then delete all your access. I would delete your passwords. I have um, one password where obviously I save them all and I would go in and I would delete them off there because you want to know that you are no longer responsible for that stuff because if something goes awry, they want to know that you've come off that. Now, some people like to wait until the last invoice is paid. Some people like to wait until all the finances settled or whatever. It depends on that customer. It depends on you and it depends on that relationship. So I personally have tended to remove myself. And then if I've had to fight for money, I can I can fight for money. But on the whole, it's been pretty good. I have to say the people who I sacked, they took forever to pay me. And I did get it all, but it took a lot of emails going, can I have my money, please? Okay, so do your handover. The other thing I offer is, can you go and do any training for them? So if the the relationship's coming to an end and someone in-house is taking it or someone in-house is doing it or they've decided to try and manage themselves, then what I try and offer is later on maybe get in touch with them in a month or two time, put it in your diary, message them, contact them and say, hey, getting on, just want to touch base with you. Can I, you know, offer you any training? And obviously you'd offer it at a cost. Now, if you're on a retainer, I tended to go in and do a kind of full handover thing and a training thing because I was on a retainer. So that would be part of my last 
month's retainment package. If you're not on a retainer, then obviously you're going to want to charge for that. So the other nice things you can do is you can send them a thank you. So you could send them something physically in the post, some flowers, some chocolates, some donuts, whatever. Or you could just send them a handwritten card because like I said, even if you feel like it didn't end on the best note or the best time, as long as it's not all out rowing, then you should be thankful that they gave you that business and that you had the opportunity. Even if it wasn't great, you learn. And now you know you don't want to work with that type of person or that type of industry. So just a thank you card, just to kind of finish it off and just go, I really appreciated you giving me a chance. I really appreciated the business. And thank you so, so very much. And then the next step, if you are comfortable, and this probably is when it's only a good ending, is asking for some kind of testimonial or review. And this is a perfect time to do it because if they're ending because they can't afford you or if they're ending because uh, a change in circumstance or whatever, then they're probably feeling a little bit bad. So by saying to them, thank you, I totally understand, but is there any chance you would mind giving me a review or any chance you'd mind giving me a testimonial, then that would be great. In fact, I don't know if I've ever really talked about testimonials on here or I can't think off the top of my head. When you do a testimonial, obviously you want that more than them, okay? So it's not the priority to them. Depending on how well the relationship was, I'm sure if I went back and asked this client, he would happily write me a testimonial. But unfortunately, he's writing me a testimonial for something I don't offer. So that's probably not the best idea. But if you think that, yeah, they would, but they're very busy or whatever, then sometimes offering to put a few words down, send it to them and see what they think, where they can just tweak it is actually a really good place to start if you're struggling to get one from them. If you sell a product or you have something online, so for instance, if someone leaves the academy and I need to tie this up a bit tighter, I, I'm very lucky, I haven't had too many people leave, but I need to probably do a survey or do something like that so I can get my learnings from it because it's not like losing a client. It's not like having that face-to-face -face conversation. So if I lose someone through that process, now obviously there is a way that I'll try and get them to stay. So if, for instance, it came down to money, you might offer an incentive, you might offer a something additional or a discount or something like that. But the other thing I would do is say, can I have a review? Can you give me a review? And maybe if you sell a product or if you have a service that you sell online, you could offer some kind of incentive. So you could say for every review that is put forward in a month, I give someone a repeat order or I put someone into a drawer and they win a bottle of wine or I don't know, donut hamper or whatever it is. I don't know why I keep talking about donuts. I don't even like donuts. But yeah, you know, so something that kind of inspires them or gives them the motivation to do that review. The other thing you can ask is if they can actually refer anybody. So if they come to you and say, we can't afford you anymore, we it's not the right time for us, it's not working for us, whatever. If again, it's on really good terms, then why not say to them, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And, you know, I really appreciate the business that we've had together. Is there anybody else that you think would be would find my services useful or my product useful? And if so, is there any chance that you would mind passing me on to them or referring me to them or sending them my details? So try and get some further business out of that. So hopefully I've given you a few ideas there about how you would kind of end it and feel it in a nicer way so that you were leaving it on a much nicer playing field. Of course, the other thing I would do is say, 
as soon as you want to come back, just let me know. I'm here, ready and waiting. I have people who look at the academy and go, actually, I need to do this thing right before I come into the academy. So I'll be back. And I email them back saying, yeah, great. I can't wait to see you in there. And I'm ready whenever you are. So try and sort of say to them, the door is always open. And if it's a different type of product or different type of service and you can offer it, then it might be that you can give them a lower retainer or a different type of retainer or a ad hoc thing. So again, try and offer them some alternatives as well. Okay, so let's just talk about mindset stuff then. So what can sometimes happen is you lose a client and you go into panic mode because you automatically see that money was coming in and now that money's coming out and it's not actually going to be coming in anymore and you're losing that income. And depending on the size of the client and how many clients you've got, that might be nothing for you to worry about. That might be like, yeah, that's okay, great, no problem. But if you have only got a number of clients and you really do need that client, which we kind of obviously need all of our customers that buy from us, but if you're sat there thinking, oh my goodness, now I'm panicking because I've just lost this client that has given me a lot of money and I need that money, I want you to just first off take a breath, okay? This is so easy said than done and I have been here and I have had to work through this years ago and luckily I had my wonderful coach Mary with me and she helped me through this great and that's why I'm so keen to talk to you about it. So first of all, take a breath and think, okay, what if you're exactly where you're meant to be right now? What if that client was meant to leave because a better, bigger, different, more interesting, wonderful, amazing opportunity slash client, customer, whatever is right around the corner? What if it was a good thing because it's better for your energy or better for your business structure or whatever the thing is? So you have to, first of all, try to ask yourself, what if this is a good thing? What if I'm exactly where I need to be right now? And initially, I found that a really hard concept to kind of get my head around because I thought, well, how can it be? I've just lost a client. I need the money. And you're going through panic mode of like, how am I going to pay my bills? But the the cool thing about this, the, the thing that I really love about saying this to myself is, what it might be absolutely true. What if you were meant to lose that client for a good reason? What if something else was meant to happen? So, you know, think about all the scenarios in your life where something amazing's come out of it. I'm sure there was something that wasn't quite as great as you would have liked. I was told to leave my job after three weeks of my notice because they got wind that I might be thinking of starting my own business because I couldn't find another job. Well, look what came of it. Like, how amazing that I created my business because I kind of had no choice. And now look where I am. I couldn't be more grateful for that fact. So just bear that in mind that actually it might be true. Even if you don't believe it though, even if you are sat there thinking, well, you know, that isn't the case. This is a terrible thing. I just want you to imagine that it is a good thing because do you know what? You can't change what has just happened. All you can change is how you respond to it. And panicking and coming from fear. And in fact, Mary and I talked about this on her podcast episode, which I will link to in the show notes, where if you are coming from fear, you make the wrong decisions. So even if you're doing it just to go, I don't really believe it, but I'm going to believe it just because I want my mood to change. Then one, what is the point in you being in sheer panic? So if it just makes you feel better, then surely that's a good thing. 
Two, being in sheer panic is not going to change the fact that you've lost that customer. It's not going to suddenly make them go, oh, sorry, change our mind. Here we go. Here's more money. So what's the use of it? There's no use of it. And then the other problem is, like I said, coming from fear, you then start maybe making decisions that aren't the best decisions. Because if I was sat here and, well, as it is, this situation is very different for me because this is a really good thing and I'm more than happy with it. And I'm not sat in fear because I'm not going to replace them. However, if I have been in the position in the past where I've lost a client and thought, oh my goodness, I need that money. And if I'm sat in that fear, I might then go back to someone who actually I didn't think was a great fit. Or someone might go, can you do this? And I might go, oh yes, I can. Yeah, of course we can. We'll do that. And actually that's not in my zone of genius or that actually isn't the thing that we do every day. But because we're coming from fear, we're just going to say yes, because of the fact that we are panicking and we want that money in. Also on the reverse side, the other thing that I would be cautious about doing is suddenly then reducing your team or changing things or reducing your email system or whatever it is you might be that you're paying out and thinking, I don't want to pay that money out. Because you're going to need them when things pick up again and things are going to pick up again. So what I then urge you to do is rather than go into panic and cancel things and tell your team you can't pay them anymore and and go into that panic of trying to scrabble around and, and get any money in, I want you to then go out and be really purposeful. I want you to show up. And in fact, I said this to one of the Academy members. He messaged me and said I was he was struggling with something and, and he was worried and he needed some customers and he's trying not to get into overwhelm, but he is because he's panicking. And I said, right, so today you do five posts on social media. You tell people why you're good at what you do. You share a testimonial. You tell them what your services are. You go in and be really proactive and talk to people in your community. You go and ask your existing customers for referrals. You go to your past customers and go, is there anything else you need? Can I help you with anything? And basically that's the point. And I'm not a big fan of this word, but that is the point where you hustle. But you hustle in a good, positive way. But all you do is you step up your activity. So instead of sitting there in the potential of drowning in worry, you go, we're in the situation we're in. We are where we are. And that's a good thing. And what it means is now I can show the world how brilliant I am at doing X, Y, Z and go and put yourself out there. So like I said, this is a bit, I hope this hasn't been too weird an episode. I hope this has been helpful because it's got kind of two elements to it. Like I said, some practical stuff, but then some mindset stuff. So I hope this has helped. And if it has, let me know. Uh, if it hasn't, let me know. Because obviously it'd be really good to get your feedback. And I love hearing from you and I get lovely, lovely messages. And honestly, it makes my day. So thank you so, so much if you do reach out. I really appreciate it. And tell me what you do. So I am a great learner. I love learning and I love taking all these amazing things I find out in all these different places and sharing them with the world. So if you do something super cool that you want me to share or that you think will help other people, then please, please, please let me know and I will happily share it on my social. So and give you a tag in. Okay, so I'm going to leave you to it. I've obviously told you about the challenge. You need to go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash five days, five as in the number. I'm going to have to write that down because otherwise I'm going to forget what page I said it was. Because as I speak to you, the page isn't there yet. But by the time this goes out, it absolutely will be. And I'll be all ready and ready to go. This is one of the things about batching content that you really do need to know your plan 
because obviously if I recorded this and didn't say anything about the challenge, I've missed a whole opportunity to get you guys to come and join me on that challenge. Anyway, slight digression. Okay, I'm going to leave you guys to it. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. Or if you haven't yet given me a review, please, please do, because I'm picking one person every month and I'm sending them something beautiful and lovely. And that is only normally for my Academy members. So please do write me that review. I can't wait to hear from you. And I will see you next week. Have a great week, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWaring.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.